And uh, you've had an extraordinary career stretching back over what, four decades now, really, as, as both a director... Why do I suddenly <laughs> feel tired? <laughs> <laughs> but as a, as a theatre director, but also yeah. as a writer... Um, as a, a, a fiction, but you've you've made uh, many adaptations of classic texts for the, yes. for the stage as well, and you've been working on the English translation of this piece because uh, Opera North is performing it in English. Yes. Um, I'm interested in in what differences or what similarities there have been for you in working on the text for this opera as opposed to say working on the text of a of a Marivaux play, which is right. just going to be spoken. It is different because there are technical considerations. Um, a libretto has to be sung, not spoken. And um, the, it's not rocket science, but you do have to be... I mean, I made this translation with Martin Pickard here from Opera North. You do have to be working with someone who understands absolutely how different vowel sounds and different consonants have to be placed so that the singers, all the bits of the singer's equipment, um, the throat, the vocal folds, the resonances in the head, are all in the right place. Because it is true that you can't sing a hopeless sound on the, on the wrong note. If you've got the word wrong, the sound won't come out right. So there are technical considerations that you wouldn't have in a naturalistic play. But it's not the first time where I've had to consider sound as an intrinsic element in translation. For instance, in a Marivaux play, where you place the breath in the line, which is probably how you place the punctuation in your translation, his original punctuation is incredibly important. He, he's very exact about where he puts the commas and the semicolons so that the actor can breathe right to pace the feeling of the sentence. The same is true of Racine, the same is true of Genet, uh, both of whom I translated. So the idea that the, the most important thing in a translation is the first time the performers meet it that their mouths are happy. The first days of rehearsal in a Shakespeare play or in a Marivaux play or in a music rehearsal for the opera are really only about one thing, which is, can you get it in your mouth? Um, does it fit? Does it sound right? You can hear in a music rehearsal, you can hear the moment where you've picked, for instance, I've just come out of a music rehearsal and um, one of the phrases uh, in Hermann's very, just before Hermann, the hero of the Queen of Spades dies, he has to sing just two words. He thinks he's seeing an apparition of the woman he loves, Lisa, in the opera. And in the translation, Martin and I had him sing, you here, meaning I can't believe you've come to see me on my deathbed, but we've got the sound wrong. And I, you could hear straight away, you know, Jeff Lloyd Roberts is a great singer, but he, of course he is, but you could hear straight away, ah, oh, that's not quite sitting right. We changed the line to, you're here. Bingo. So, you would think, oh, come on, that can't make that much difference. You, you're, but put it in your mouth, try it. Now try singing it. 
your mouth is a different shape. So that's the kind of detail that we have to work in to make a libretto singable. And uh, touch wood, uh, the company seem very happy with the, new, with the new words that we've given them. So I, I hope the audience will be too.